Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. With Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, how are we doing? How are you feeling? I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Vston Studios here at the South Point. As we say hi on a Monday, Michael Lombardi, the big guy out in Jersey. You know what? I I was thinking about a How you doing, man? I was thinking about driving in. I'm not leading you. So I'm going to get a rhythm for where you want to go coming off of yesterday, and then we'll go. So the first thing on your mind today after a full Sunday is? I, I thought that... We handicapped the games well. If you paid attention to the Lombardi line over the weekend, I thought the Sunday show, I think we were really in tune to the games. I think the games kind of went as we thought, and we locked in. I was disappointed in some teams' inability to score in the red zone, particularly New England, which I thought would cover. New England, when you look at that game, they lose 17-16. They're two for five in the red zone. They have too many turnovers, eight penalties. You know, they, Mac Jones played by far the best of any rookie, but he didn't come up with the win, and partly because they couldn't stop or control the middle eight. You know, they, they allowed the Dolphins to score three at the end of the half and seven to start the half, and they ended up costing them. So, for me, it was a fun weekend to watch the games, to see and feel it, and, and kind of how you handicap it. Because I think the first weekend's the hardest weekend. Now we got a little bit of momentum. Now we have to do a really good job of keeping the noise out of our eyes, out of our ears. Well, you did that. So let's give you some credit on your pick. I mean, first off, the picks were great for the show yesterday, but then you went to M. Lombardi NFL. So you're going to give three every day after the after show. After the show. Okay. Right, yeah. So I you're 2-0 going. Those are my, I mean, I, you can't, it's like going to a diner. You, they don't make everything good. I can't pick all 10 games good. Like, I'm not that, I, I don't have that. I'm going to pick the three I like the best. I feel like you'd be good at a diner. The, uh, um, a fat guy. All fat guys are good at diners. I mean, let's just be real take honest. it easy on beating up yourself. Now, <laughs> 2 0 coming into today, and we'll get to the number here. Uh, sitting for, I'm actually really, there's a little buzz in the city. I, I know that sounds weird because it's not, but this has always kind of been a Raiders city, from what I understand. I've only been here for two years, but there's some buzz tonight for this game, so I'm looking forward to it. We'll get to that in a second. But 2 0. You, you were really big on the Cardinals, and that was, yeah. as I'm watching that unfold, I'm like, wow, you were ahead of this because I know a lot of people were on Tennessee, although that number did drop to two and a half. Thoughts on that one? 
Uh, I thought, you know, going back last year when when San Francisco opened up with Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury brought his team over, they won 24-20 against San Francisco when they were healthy. And I think that I, it showed me that Kingsbury's ability to get his team ready, to get his offense ready, was going to be a huge problem for Tennessee coming off the COVID, coming off their inability to play good defense anywhere. So... I thought it was a good play. Dog on the road, why not? You know, right. and I, I thought that was a really good play. I thought Kyler Murray played well. I thought he was able to execute, you know, make some throws, give him some high. Hopkins was great. Kirk was great. You know, they're not trying to feed Larry. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald can't run. And last year, when he was on the field, it was one less guy to play. Larry Fitzgerald, Valley Forge Military Academy graduate. I love him to death. But, you know, the end is the end. And he was at the end. And when they were having him on the field, it became harder for them to really scheme. They were playing with one less guy. I thought yesterday they were fast and explosive. Okay, so just to back up here, the Dogs, 10-4 and four ATS, uh, unders, 9-5. and five, No surprise there. You know we were highlighting those Dogs at home. So the Week 1 Dogs at home, 4-2 and two ATS, Michael, three outright wins. Uh, but let's get back to your other winner yesterday. You took a favorite on the road, one of the winners on the road, Lane, and that was Denver. Yeah, I like Denver team, as you know, I do. I, I, I like Denver's defense. I didn't think they played great defensively yesterday. There was some they I thought they would have rushed a little bit better. Von Miller had a couple sacks. I didn't see Bradley Chubb do much in the game. Uh, but I thought Teddy Bridgewater gave him professionalism to the quarterback position. He managed the game, he understood the situations, they executed that they got skill players all over. They took advantage of Jabril Peppers, whether he was in when he was on the field, they went right after him with these tight ends, Noah Fant, and then Albert from Missouri, let's call him, because I'm not saying his last name. But they were able to take <laughs> advantage of him, and they did a great job in that area. And so they were making plays. I mean, K.J. Hamler drops a touchdown pass. They turned the ball over yep. in the red zone. This was a game that was 27-13, but it never was a game that, the, that you didn't feel the Broncos had control of. You felt the Broncos were in control, and they were the better, better team by far. I think, this, I think a couple things. As, as Phil Leonardo would say, a couple, three things. A, the Giants defensively aren't as good as we think they are. That's one. Mm -hmm. Two, the Washington football team's defense is not as good as everybody thinks they are. Can I just share a little bit with you here? I'd love it. 71% they allowed on third down yesterday. The Washington football defense. Over 400 <laughs> oh my goodness. yards. Yeah, nobody knows this. We don't talk about it. It's a hidden story. You know, they're great on defense, Patrick. That's what we I kept hear. Saying all year, well, we kept saying all year on the show that, you know, had the Eagles not gone Roberto Demand in that Week 17 game, no that vaunted defense wasn't going to stop anybody. They gave up 400 and some yards. They were 71% allowed on third down yesterday. And this is supposed to be a championship-level defense? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's go there. Let's talk about the football team. Because remember, they turn around quickly, go in division Thursday night with the Giants, right? So And they, that is, and they lost twice to the Giants last year. That's 100% right. Daniel and, Jones and actually plays got, well against them. <laughs> and that, they, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not going to be able to play. I mean, they had the ball. They they were three for ten themselves on third down. I mean, I think that I think this Washington football team is are they are they really as good as we think they are on defense? We're going to find out because if they don't put pressure on Daniel Jones, if they don't win this game just all alone on Daniel Jones, then what are we doing? As far as pressure, where are we going? As far as pressure across the board, that Washington team pressured Herbert the least across the board, any game you want to pick. And how about that Slater kid, the left tackle they drafted, played very well. I mean, it just, it wasn't, and Herbert had, I'm watching that game, there were seven drops. Herbert's a superstar. I mean, this kid is going to be, he's going to be so, what so they? good. They were two for ten, uh, two for six in the red zone. I mean, this game shouldn't have been as close as it was. Um, yes. And, you know, there was the was, and, and, and there was the S word. The S word was on Washington. We know that line. That was a reverse line to a reverse uh -oh. line to a flip line to a reverse backward flip line to a somersault line to the Washington line. That's what that was. <laughs> How about this? Total plays. The Chargers ran 78. The football team ran 49, and I think we're burying the lead. The big story here, Heineke actually gave him a spark. You know, only six pass attempts, I think it was, from your boy Fitzpatrick. But he's got a hip. That's, that could be season-ending. We will find out today. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, if it's not season-ending, is it going to be Thursday night? No, ending? no chance. No chance. I, I don't see how that happens, you know. I mean, uh, so, look.
It is what it is. To me, if you're a Washington football team fan, you got to say to yourself, where was our defense? I mean, we, you know, we gave up 31 completions. We gave up 29. We gave up 29 rushing attempts. That's 60. That's 60 rushes and completions. And if it, like I said, if it wasn't for just a horrendous play in the red zone, you know, they're two for six in the red zone. They were two for five on goal-to-goal situations. Just, two for five in that. And uh, Jalen Davis, the kid they drafted at linebacker, they're, they're, he's an athlete. They're using him kind of in the middle as like a thumper. I, I, I watched a lot of this game, so I, I was a little confounded. And it was, I can't, I think it was Fred Smoot who said in D.C., he said the team wasn't conditioned, which you don't expect from a Rivera team. The Chargers look – listen, the red zone issues aside, this was this is a, this is a good football team. And Bosa – Bosa's a stud. I mean, we know this, yeah. but it's because of injuries in the past, it, we don't think of it. But we talked about sweat, and we talked about the studs there up front for the football team. But, you know, this, this Chargers team could be pretty good. You know, paper's out the window now. Like, what, what looks good on paper has to look good on the field. And when you give up 71% of your third-down conversions, mm. I mean, or no, I'm sorry, 73.7%. Mm. I apologize. I mean, think about that. 14 for 19 on third down. <clears throat> and only one came by penalty. So, like, I, I, that's myth. To me, that's a myth buster right there. Like, Washington is not good on defense. You know who else isn't good on defense? Please. The Chicago Bears. Whoa, take it easy. Are not good on defense. Watch your mouth. They're, I am sorry, but I have to report. I've been saying it all summer. They're not good on defense. You it's have. the biggest fallacy about their team. Everybody, oh, they're great on defense. They got Khalil Mack. They got, you know, they're great. They're great. They're great. They got, you know. No, they're not. Khalil Mack's not the same player. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not the same player. Judge what we see. Don't judge what we think. Right? And so he's not the same player. And they're not the same defense. Think about this. They gave up 20, they gave up 34 points, the Chicago Bear defense, in 24 minutes. The, well, two things. One, the Bears offense greater than signed their defense last night. It really wasn't even close. Montgomery was popping. And two, I think it was the, what was the line from the song? Greater than I once was, better than I used to be? Yeah, no, how's, oh, it's Toby Keith. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. (laughs) Okay, so Khalil Mack not necessarily living up to Toby's uh, lyrics there. Uh, Stafford aside, we can get to him in a second. I agreed with you. I, I thought the Rams, it's, it's, it's almost like they kind of look slow. I think the Bears defense looked old. It just was not, it wasn't impressive. It was one of the picks I think, you know, we talked about on the show. We knew that Sean McVay was going to have a good day. And like Sean McVay kept saying, he wasn't able to kind of get into rhythm because, you know, this is what I love about football. Oh, you know, Andy, Andy Dalton, he threw 71% completions. How do you 71% on his completions? Like that really matters. You know, as long as pass of the day, 19 yards. Right. (laughs) We're just getting started, man. I'm loving it. By the way, what do these young quarterbacks have in common? Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Hurts. They all went 4-0. So we've got to talk. Let's get to Jalen Hurts next as we continue. Just getting started on him. The big guy's fired up. You can tell. And he has another play open tonight, and that is the Raiders catching. All that talk about Gruden, all that talk about Mayock, and we're taking – that's why nothing matters. The only thing that matters is covering the spread. And we'll come back and discuss that game coming up tonight here in Vegas on Monday night to close out week one. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? 
backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, football season is here. You see it right there, BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com or download the app. Visit any MGM casino on the Strip. Bring your state-issued ID. You're ready to bet within minutes. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. Call 1-800-522-4700 if you have some issues. Okay, Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point, where I was trying to leave yesterday. I saw a great picture, M. Lombardi NFL, of your office. You've The view from your office yesterday at the Borgata, which is sweet. Yeah. I was trying to leave here. I wanted to get a better. I played one game yesterday, and that was Houston catching three and a half. We'll touch on that later. Um, but... The the casino was packed. I mean, people, the the, the wow. appetite and the thirst right now for this is, it, I don't know why, maybe it has to do with what we've all dealt with as a country, but kind of getting this back and finding a rhythm here as far as football back, it just feels nice, doesn't it? You know, it really does, Patrick, as I fix my monitor here. Uh, it, it, it's really, the casino in Atlantic City was jumping. There was, it was... There was Eagle fans in there. There were all sorts of fans all over. Then in the afternoon game, we had the, we had our giant fans come in there, and they were Oof. loaded for bear, man. They were hunting <laughs> me down. They were loaded for bear. And then when Sladen catches that first 42-yard pass, I, I was going to have to, like, I need a security to get out of here. I'm in trouble. But uh, not so fast. Not so fast. Hey, do, you do realize when you address Giants fans, you have to start with their surname. It's Mr. It's Coach. It's, the, it's Coach. It's, you know, it's... Oh. Coach how about Gary. that game plan Uh-oh. he came up with on the ground? I mean, how about that game plan? You weren't blown like, away? It's, I mean, look, I don't think Saquon Barley's healthy. No, I mean, he's not. this whole idea that cleared to play and playing are two different things, right? You can be cleared to play, but if you just watch Barkley out there, he had no juice, he had no burst, man, he had nothing. He was just <laughs> like, he didn't have it. You know, it's like, okay, you're coming off an ACL, it's going to take some time. But what was brilliant, what I thought was brilliant, you know, Bill Walsh used to say this all the time. Anyone can, can design pass plays. Anyone can. It takes imagination, creativity, and teaching, and he emphasized the word teaching, to really develop a sound run game. Somewhere where you could get control of the game and balance the game out. So Barkley has 10 carries for 26 yards. Okay? And then Booker has four carries for seven yards. So between the two of their running backs, they have 14 carries for 33 yards. 
Meanwhile, Daniel Jones is the leading rusher with 27 on six because Coach Garrett, the clapper, loved that quarterback draw. He was going back to that quarterback draw like it was, oh, my God. It was, it's like when I go to the dairy bar on my way to Margate. Like, I ain't going past it until I get ice cream. He was going back to that so quick. <laughs> he was going back to that so quick. It was like, okay, coming right back, quarterback draw, baby. I got one on you, you know. Hey. He plays he, – he truly plays Battleship. He, yeah, he's clapping. No, but – You know what battle – you, know, yeah, you know what Battleship play – Battleship play callers are this. K5, miss. Okay, let me see. Uh, let me try G3. Hit. Okay, G4. So there's no plan. G5. There's no plan. None. It's just next None. next move. Just run plays. Just run the plays. Hey, and – you mentioned clap, so I'm going to clap for those Eagles fans that they didn't need the points in Atlanta. They, they did it. They just they go money right. line. They hit they, big. I mean, this was right. a – I can't believe I'm saying this. Now, there's a couple of things. Smith showed nothing, the rookie coach there in Atlanta, and Staley showed nothing. It worked for him. The quarterback didn't play in Herbert. Worked for him. A lot of these quarterbacks that didn't play looked rusty. How about Smith didn't show anything. The team looked horrible. The Eagles, conversely – looked fast. They looked good. And Jalen Hurts, let's be fair, 32-6 winner for the Eagles. They were catching three and a half. And really, I thought Hurts was spectacular in the game. And three for three in the red zone. Dominated. I mean, dominated the red zone. 48% on third down. All the situational football. Give them credit. They did. Yeah. Uh, they won this game up front. And they had, and here's the thing. It was a, it was a penalty fest. It was a 26 penalty game. I mean, the Eagles had 14 penalties on them alone, and 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 the and the Falcons had 12. The Falcons were horrible on third down. Look, the Falcons have this rep of you know they they've always been good in personnel. They've had, they've had the media behind their drafts, and you know they've got this first round pick at left tackle and a first round pick at right tackle and a first round pick. At, they don't block anybody. Nope. I mean, they don't terrible block terrible offensive line. Hard. They got ones and twos and threes in there. Like, at some point, when do you block somebody? You know, and then you spend a first-round pick on Kyle Pitts. I love Kyle Pitts. You don't think he could have used the kid from the, from Sewell? I mean, he got no linemen. Was You're he on the field? They, wait, wait, was Kyle Pitts out there? I didn't see him. I mean, here's the reality of football. It's not a complicated sport. And the Eagles proved this to all of us. And I said this on my pod. I've said it on this show. They're good in the offensive and defensive lines. And when you're good in those areas, you have a chance to win any game at any time. No, you're when right. you're bad in those areas, you can't win. Look, everything was and equal. The, and, go, please, go ahead. Yeah. And the Eagles, the Eagles dominated. I mean, they sacked Matt Ryan three times. I mean, you know, you don't draft a quarterback, you don't draft a lineman. You draft a skill player, and you're the Atlanta Falcons at four? I love Kyle Pitts, but we've lost our minds. We have lost our minds on team building. We have lost our minds on team building. It's so obvious after the Super Bowl that the Chiefs are great if they could block, and yet they couldn't block. And so, But yeah, let's keep adding receivers to what we do. The time of possession was completely even. Check this out, though. Eagles, six and a half yards per play. The, is this good? The Atlanta Falcons, 4.1. I mean, a, to, a total of 260 as opposed to 434 the other way for the Eagles. I mean, that was a disgusting off. And, and, and it's, you can't, if you don't give Ryan time, when this season's done. He's done. I mean, look, and, and look, I love Mike Davis, but Mike Davis is the all, all other back. Yes. He's not the lead dog. He's not the, he's not the lead singer of the Rolling Stones here. I mean, let's not, he's not Mick Jagger here. He would be, you know, he's going to sing some songs. He's John Oates in Hall and Oates, right? He needs, they need he, a Why Hall. are you going to hate on Oates on a Monday? Oates is classic. I love Hall and Oates. I'm going to love me some Hall and Oates. I'm an abandoned luncheonette guy. However, you know, after abandoned luncheonette, you don't hear John Oates sing any songs. <laughs> you can't find him singing any songs. Although he does sing Camellia, which I couldn't get my son to, to name the new baby that. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, that we'll is another that story. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, my point here is they, they, Cordell Patterson's your leading rusher? Who's designing this team? Like, what are we doing here? I can't go for that. No. I can't. No. I love it. <laughs> the, uh, so we're not entertaining Matt. It's the first day Matt's no, on the Matt, job. And Matt, he, has, Matt, he hasn't left off, one time no, today. He, no, he's dying. I mean, 
I feel like I've done a bad no, job. No, here's the problem. He's Matt laughing Lowe at me. One time today. No, he's laughing. We, I love his his vibe. Matt Santos is going to be our producer for the weekends. We couldn't we couldn't convince him to hang out with us on the weekends. What are you going to do? Uh, but his vibe is chill. He's into it, but he's freaking out because there's technical issues downstairs, and so he's tripping out right now. But he is laughing. He liked your hauling out. Philadelphia I, I, soul got him. Hauling out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I, I look, I just think Philly. When you're good in the trenches, like Philly is. You know, you're going to cause some problems. They're going to cause some problems. They're not. They're not going to win all. They're not going to win all the games. I'll tell you what. Based on the four teams that I watched in the NFC East, they might win the East. Wait, let me just think about what you said there. I mean, the most underwhelming unit of the weekend. We'll put the Packers over here offensively. Was Washington's defensive unit? Yeah. So that's the East. The Cowboys can't stop anything. So agree no. with you there. The Giants. We just just discussed them. The Giants may be worse off this year defensively and are terrible offensively. And here comes the Eagles, who were fourth betting favorite in division. Yeah, I know. And, and and let's go back. Week 17, the Eagles are playing for nothing. They take their guys out, and they could have easily beaten the greatest defense since the, since the Ravens in 0-2. <laughs> so the Eagles, a nice – all kidding aside, nice start. Hertz was tremendous in the game. He was uh, good. It, it, there were a couple throws where he really showed off some arm strength that, you know, he's, he kind of had it. He just didn't have that downfield accuracy necessarily. But he, he had a throw into the end zone where he was rolling right. He kind of threw it a bit across his body and really just perfect placement. I thought he was very impressive. Plus, he ran. That, and that's what he's going to do. I mean, he's going to run. He's going to—it's one look and go. And he's—and look, he's got arm strength. There's never denying that. It's anticipation. If you don't control him in the pocket, if you don't specifically game plan rush him, and make him play quarterback, make him beat you from the pocket, and not give him the easy, quick throws, you know, then then that's shame on you. We got a minute here. We'll get to Gable, then we'll come back. We're going to talk about that NFC North where my Lions are tied for first place, which I'm impressed and by. Well, they should be. Yeah, as well, they, they should be. Uh, quickly, in, fill in the blanks where I'm missing somebody. Big time injuries. Okuda's done. Who cares? Like, no offense to the kid. Uh, Becton, the best player on the Jets, looks like he's done for the year. Uh, I, I thought it was bad. Somebody just somebody just direct messaged me on Twitter. A Jet fan said that it would maybe an MCL. That looked like an ACL to me. All it looked the way. like an ACL, and he is their best player. And they couldn't they couldn't protect the kid with with them. That so. kid got the crap beat out of him. It was six sacks. He's like, oh my god! I thought Coastal Carolina was fast. I mean, it's like <laughs> holy coastal. hell, <laughs> Coastal. <laughs> I mean, so, he yeah. thought he was playing coastal. I mean, they just took, I mean, they took him to the woodshed, you know. And when they needed to, you know, and Sam Darnold played within himself. He played very composed. Nice win by Matt Rule. And Denver, a big win. Yeah, great win uh, by the Lombardis down there too. When we come back, and Judy gone. We'll come back and talk about him. Gables next here at Lombardi Line. There's a storm coming to VSIN. And my guy's in the desert, Michael. It's stormy. And a new lineup. VSIN's lineup. Yeah. We've expanded to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. So we've added a bunch of personalities. Really, really excited about the new additions here at VSIN. Professional athletes, sports media veterans, and of course, strategic sports bettors. VSIN.com to see our new lineup and talent that make this your best football betting season ever. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, of course, and Thomas Gable, TGZ, over at the Borgata, running the race in sportsbook. My guess is it was a hell of a week one because the dogs were hitting yesterday at 10-4 and 4 ATS, the unders as well, Thomas. Am I right? And good morning, good afternoon there in Jersey. Yeah, uh, good morning to you. Good afternoon to, to Michael. And, yeah, it was a very, very good day yesterday. I mean, <laughs> just a great, great weekend overall. I mean, you don't – you don't get weekends like this too often where you hold like we did. So you enjoy it for a day and then you move on because you know the regression's coming back to the mean. So uh, it's, but uh, now it was a very, very strong handle weekend. And as you said, when the 
when the unders come in and the the underdogs come in, that usually means a good result for the sports books. And uh, I know not just us, but um, sports books uh, around the country had a very very good weekend. I saw Chris yeah, Andrews, you know, Michael. Like quickly, Michael. I saw Chris Andrews. He yeah. also had a little pep in his step here at the South Point. Oh, runs yeah. the books, so I mean, they were they're in a good well, mood. Uh, Look, it's a hard weekend to handicap. I mean, it's t challenging. We, we're dealing with a lot of uncertainties and unknowns, and you know, and and I think that the books can kind of sort their way through, and the public doesn't have really a sense of a direction. You know, I mean, they like home teams, they like favorites, and this just kind of plays right into the narrative of how books make money. Is when everybody's on one side, they're they're going to make money on the other. Yeah, and uh, you know, Michael brings up a point there about how they viewed week one, you don't really have an idea. And now you come into week two and it's overreaction time from the betting yeah. public. Everybody is That's going right. to overreact to what they saw yesterday and, and possibly tonight. So you, you have to keep that in mind again. When, when you look at some of these, these opening lines for week two, you say, oh, well, that's that looks too easy. And, you know, it, uh, if it looks too easy, um, probably means something. So yeah, the just, yeah. again, don't, don't overreact. Which is fascinating. The, the, to me, we're only in week two. And I just quickly looked at the numbers this morning when I got up, and we've got two games with double-digit spreads, Thomas, which I don't know if you have that here. We Atlanta-Tampa is just a shade under a touchdown, two touchdowns, right? I have that one there, and then I have the – Cleveland's oh, lane. Yeah, Cleveland is laying the Houston. They're eleven and a half, twelve, twelve and a half in some spots. Twelve and a half here. Yeah, Browns laying twelve and a half, and and as you said, uh, Tampa, thirteen point favorites there against the Falcons. Okay, let me ask you. I'm sure one of the biggest decisions was that Lions 49ers game where just an insane <laughs> it's just an insane run for my Detroit Lions to cover there because I'm guessing you closed somewhere right around nine nine and a half yeah that game closed nine and a half that one wasn't a huge decision for us Patrick um, certainly it helped uh, the way that that ended um, but um, the of the early slate uh, for the games yesterday the most heavily bet game here was the Seahawks and the Colts game. Wow. Uh, that closed Seahawks lane two and a half. Now, if you remember back when we opened these lines up months ago, the Colts actually opened up as the favorite two and a half. And then when the Wentz injury happened, the Seahawks shifted to the favorite. We actually needed the Seahawks yesterday in that game to cover, but that was the most heavily bet game. So that was a good decision for us. The other one that was probably the best decision of the day for us was the Jets and Panthers. Everybody was on the Jets. Uh, the, the Panthers <laughs> opened as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. They were bet down to three-and-a-half here. And, you know, probably most other spots they were bet down as well. Um, just Jets money pouring in, and that was a really, really big decision in that game. And you saw what happened with – uh, Wilson there, I mean, he was running for his life. He got hit hard quite a few times by that Panther, Panthers defense. They, they were very, very aggressive and, and, and looked pretty good there against them. They did, and it came down. It really, they came down to the two-point play there in this game, you know. And I think Wilson yep. took a beating on the sack before. I'm not sure he had all his marbles going in there for the last play. And it was, you know, it comes down there, or else if they get that two-point, they they cover it at three, They would cover the three and a half. Yeah, I never understood the love for the Jets, Thomas. I never really did because I don't think their offensive line was very good in the summer, and and I thought their defense was. I'm surprised. And I'm sure the Carolinas even more surprised they didn't score in the high 20s, and they should have based on the way the game went. They made a lot of mistakes in the red zone. Yeah, absolutely. And quick shout out to the conductor Bill, Bill Burr, because I think that you. was his that thank was his you. pick of the day. I, I swear to God, I just wrote down and talked. We all need all three of us need to bow to Berman There's because no Berman yes. gave it out at the end of the show. Thomas, you're on top of it. That's a Berman pick right there, Thomas. 
Yes, it was. Special, yes. Yeah, and he, no, no, I he know can't he was celebrating in the book when that, he, when that came. Well, he's golfing. He can't celebrate. He can't be with us today. He's oh. out golfing. So, uh, I mean, you, know, listen, the, you and I have to work while he continues to get all the credit. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Did you did you have a big decision <laughs> with Pittsburgh? How, that game was wild. No, they didn't score in the first half. Yep. Come back and score. And as Michael says, Tomlin, all he does is win. Did you have a decision there? That was another good one. Yeah, it, it was. And the other thing that certainly helped, um, Steelers winning outright knocked out a lot of teasers with the Bills, um, you know, yeah. teasing the Bills down there. So that one was also a very, very good result. Uh, the Bills, that was the team that kind of everybody was betting leading up to yesterday, you know, when these lines opened up through the summer, that game was the one that was kind of most heavily bet through the summer um, in advance, and everybody was taking the Bills. And But every time we got up to seven, there would be some buyback on the Steelers. So it ended up closing six and a half, but ended up being a, uh, another very good result here. I mean, there, listen, there were not many games that weren't good results for us. Eagles-Falcons was not so much. Uh, that was, I think, just typically – Due to our location, maybe other books fared better. But uh, you know, when you have the Eagles fans coming in here and taking the money line, not not wanting the points as they like to do, uh, and Eagles winning outright, that that didn't go in our favor. But I no complaints about yesterday whatsoever. You know yeah, what that I mean, that was, means? Beach House is back, Michael. Beach House, Beach well, House Gable you know, like is back. Like he said, I mean, you know, there, you know, there's a lot of good. Look, uh, there's going to be an overreaction. I mean, I think people are going to look at the Rams and say, oh, my God, they're incredible, and they're going to bet them like crazy against, you know, who do they have this week? The Rams play. Um, they, they're in know, Indy. They're laying four in Indy. Yes. Yeah, they're, Correct. they're four-point favorite on the road. I thought Indy played well. Carson Wentz, I watched that tape this morning before I came in. I thought he played well. Seattle just made big plays against the defense. And I thought the Rams defensively last night were not very good. Even though they only gave up 14 points, they moved the ball up and down the field. They, they ran all the over them. They, the Bears they ran all over so, them. I agree I mean, with you. People are going to overreact and take and take the Rams and think that Matthew Stafford's going to dominate. And yeah, just be. All I'm saying, I haven't handicapped the game. Just as Thomas would say, be careful here. Well, Thomas doesn't have to be careful. He won every game yesterday. The yeah. okay, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about tonight. So I said, Thomas, there's a little buzz here tonight. Uh, Baltimore comes into Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, to officially kind of open it up. Up. I've got yeah. four and fifty and a half ish. Where are you in Jersey? Yes, that's that's exactly where we are. Four and fifty and a half. I'm sure there is buzz there. I mean, this is a big, big day for uh, Las Vegas to yeah. actually be able to go to a professional football game for your hometown team. Now, um, I'm, I'm sure there is a buzz, Patrick. Probably very exciting out there. But yeah. Um, little bit more tickets here written on the Ravens at the moment, but more money here on the Raiders. And I know, Michael, you said you, you like the Raiders here in this spot, getting the points. Yeah. Maybe not to win outright, but you like uh, getting the four. I do. Now it's down to three and a half. What are, you, are you still at four, Thomas? We're still at four, yes. Yeah, I thought it would get to – with all this injury news, I thought it would go under three. I told Pat, Pat, who's staying at the house there in from California, I said he, he was looking on the DraftKings app this morning. I said it's at four. It's not going to stay there very long. It's going to go to three. I think that's the play. I, I like it. I think, I think Gruden will call a good game tonight. They may not have Jacobs, and people say, oh, that's a problem. You're not going to run the ball in Baltimore anyway. You know, you're better off just throwing short passes and kind of using the the Buffalo approach the way they did through 17 straight passes. I think the Raiders will play good tonight. I, I don't know if they'll win, but I think it's a field goal game. That's why I like the four. And the one thing you can count on Gruden for, it, he scripts uh, the beginning of games very well. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I think you're, you're going to see a good start here. So anybody who's looking for the Raiders' uh, first quarter, first half, first quarter getting plus half a point, and for the first half, uh, Raiders will be getting three points for the first half line. Filet mignon, stop by with Berman. It's, it's on Thomas Gable. He'll get you coffee. He'll get you anything you need there because it was a great day at the Borgata. TG, we'll talk to you on Thursday, man. Have a great Monday. Thanks, TG. All right, thank you, guys. Will Hill's coming up next. His purple people eaters. How about, how about your boys oh, in Cincinnati? He is, I mean, he's going to be struggling. We come back here, Lombardi line. When
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Eh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. At BetMGM, it's ten bucks to win two hundred. Used to be a hundred. It's free money. If you're a new subscriber over at BetMGM, sign up, get to the king of sportsbooks, place a ten dollar money line wager on the Ravens or Raiders to score a touchdown tonight. If you use the code VSIN two hundred, V S I N two hundred, you're gonna win hundred. You're going to win $200. That's simple. 10 to win 200. Got to be a new subscriber. Free bets is paid for. New customer offer. Eligibility restrictions apply. Again, got to be 21 years or older. We welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi uh, at his office there in Jersey. We bring in Mr. Viking. He is Will Hill, point spread weekly. Of course, the green zone. I'll say this. I don't think Dalvin Cook fumbled, but... The Vikings didn't look good. Your thoughts, buddy? It's the same same story. It's been with them. It seems like the past five years, ten. I mean, not maybe not ten years because there was a while back where they had a good line with Hutchinson. Those guys, they can't block. I mean, it's just penalties. It's negative plays. It, it's it's bad, and it's you know, it's almost like getting a quarterback where it's hard to find one. I mean, the Chargers one pick ahead of them looked like they got a good one with Slater, but unless you're picking at the top of the draft, or unless you coach them really well, I mean, they they are. Uh, they, they were really well coached under Tony Sperano a few years ago. He unfortunately passed away a few off seasons ago. And, you know, it's just been an uphill battle ever since. And Cousins is not the guy you want when you got a bad offensive line because he just doesn't do anything. He's just a statue there. But like you said, yeah. Cook did not fumble. I mean, there's this epidemic in the league now. Where we're just going to call everything a fumble and then we'll sort it out later. But then the problem is they defer to the ruling on the field. They don't have a great angle. It's just, it's pretty ridiculous. Vikings got screwed yesterday. They should have at least came away with a tie. Uh, they were probably going to win the game. You know, and when you look at it, and I'm going to study the tape today, but, you know, everybody talks about, well, you know, the chase proved to be a great pick. Well, I mean, you know, this guy still got sacked five times in the game. 
I mean, and he was Burrow was 21% on third down, you know, and so you're sitting there saying, like, how's this at? Well, you know, here's the number one thing if you're a Viking fan. If you can't run the ball, if you have 20 carries for 67 yards, which is what they had in the game, against a better defensive front than we're used to seeing in Cincinnati, they're healthy now, then you're going to have a hard time making plays. And when, when Kirk Cousins is dropping back 49 times to pass, you're probably not going to win that game. There's a good chance you're not winning if he's got to throw it 49 times. I yeah. could not believe they threw the ball. It was fourth. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah, it was midfield, fourth in the nose, nose of a football. <laughs> I mean, they had to really look and see if he got the first down. It looked like they could have given it to him. I mean, you can make just, you know, do a little gesture with your fingers to show how close he was. Fourth down, you know, under a minute left in overtime, and they play action, and he, and he had a while to throw it. Man, that could have gone back. So if they don't complete that, they're probably going to lose. And, and Burrow took a sack as either late third or early fourth quarter. He got up slow. He was limping around. Something to watch going forward because he was not the same after that. He was limping around. He wasn't moving well. So very strange call. It worked out. But, man, if that did not work out, that was that was a bizarre call, gutsy call. Vikings close three, an overtime winner for the Bengals, 27-24. But like Will said, uh, they were headed to uh, a push. One thing we do like about Burrow, Michael, I know you didn't watch the tape yet on this one. He's just, he's like, I know it's an overused term. He's such a gamer. He's like, he's, yep. you want him, if you, you want to go to battle with that kid, to use the lack of a better term. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's got, what, what, you know, you call it gamer. He's got instincts. I mean, the kid, he does. he's a competitor. He's a great competitor. I mean, and that's what, you mean, you saw this with Mac Jones on Sunday. Same thing. Yes. Competitor, you know, wouldn't take the ball after the first touchdown pass. These guys are, that's a gene that you got to have to be a great quarterback. And I don't dismiss that Burrow's not a great player. I don't. I dismiss that I don't trust Zach Taylor. I dismiss that the offensive line isn't really improved. The Vikings get five sacks, hold you to 20. When Mike Zimmer holds you to 21% on third down, he's probably going to win that game too. William Hill, your thoughts from yesterday. Anything else stand out big time from you week one on a full Sunday? No, I mean, the dogs obviously did well. It's it's tough. The offseason's so long. A lot of these teams, they go from last December, it's eight months ago until yesterday when they play. It's, that's a long time. Older players decline. Uh, the younger players get better. We draft picks, you know, free agency, the roster turnover. So you go into this, and, and we think we know this, we think we know that. It, a lot of the times we don't know as much as we think. So, you know, we get a lot of surprises, get a lot of underdogs do well. And, and also, it, it's important not to overreact. Talk about this over all the time with NBA series. You know, a team goes up one nothing. it's like, you know, they're going to sweep. They're never going to lose another game. It's We all overreact. I think you can make a lot of money in week two. If you don't overreact, just take a deep breath. I think if you look back at the end of the year, every year, there's always results week one that don't add up with the rest of the season. So just take a deep breath. I do think an interesting uh, situation to watch is Rodgers with Green Bay because, you know, obviously you don't want to overreact, but he, he did look a little disinterested. Um, that could go sideways in a hurry. If he if if he's not everything he was last year, I think people forget, or maybe they don't forget, but a couple years before that, he was good, not great. And if he's good, not that's great, right. that's not a great team. So definitely something to watch there. I agree, but I, I, you know, to me, I get the sense when I watch him, he's disgusted with Lafleur. I just get the sense that he doesn't really buy into the game plans, like you know, and and he's got to do everything. He's got to carry the team. You know, it's like, you know, I know they put Billy Turner back at right tackle, but it's still the line didn't protect for him, you know, and it's, I thought Dylan, I don't know if you watch much of that. I thought Dylan looked slow. Bad pick. I thought Dylan looked slow. Bad pick. I thought he looked slow and like, are we really going to give him the ball? Maybe he'll get better and he'll improve, but I thought he looked slow. I didn't think he looked like, oh, wow, he's got juice in his, I didn't, I didn't see that. I and I worry about when you pick running backs that don't have the ability to really gain momentum and, and, and play with power and burst. I mean, this, this is why I think if I'm the Cowboys, I trade Zeke. I mean, because Zeke, Zeke doesn't show me any burst. Like, it's like when I was in Cleveland and we traded Trent Richardson, the strength coach couldn't wait to come up to me and said, Trent Richardson's in the greatest shape of his life. He's perfect. He's ready to go. I go out to practice. He looks slow to me as I said, well, that's as good as he is. He ain't good enough. <laughs> I thought A.J. Dillon looked slow at Boston College, uh, the, the, yeah. let alone with the Packers. I, I would agree with you there, Michael. Um, well, 
these you mentioned just, just jump, jump in there these books yeah. are stubborn because the packers were there getting whipped up front just totally dominated if you look the second half line saints were plus seven and a half and they're like plus 300 on the money line to win the second half and they just kept steamrolling them so sometimes you know it's hard to make great lines on all these second halves there's so much going on a lot of times it's just an algorithm where a team is favored they're down big at half so they make them a big favorite for the second half you can catch a lot of value that way if you just stick to your guns the saints the saints just uh just ran away with the game can I ask you to elaborate on your text here? I, I like this. You said, so good day for Staley, coach of the year tickets. His team looked good. His old D, of course, the Rams missed him, Will. Yeah, we had the Rams last night, and, man, that didn't feel like a 20-point game. I mean, the Rams win by 20. They cover, but if you watch the game, it felt a lot closer. The Bears were pretty much moving the ball at will. They turned the ball over to the goal line. They went for a bunch of fourth downs. I mean, they went for a fourth and 15. Now, they were down, I think, 13 at the point at the time, early fourth quarter, so maybe the field goal didn't help, uh, but they passed on the field goal. They left a lot of points on the board, but I thought the Bears moved the ball well on the Rams, so that's Staley's old unit. Not only does his new team look good, but, you know, um, you know his his old team in, in the Rams defense that they looked shaky without him. He did a really good job with them last year. They were top of the league in a lot of categories. So Staley, obviously early for coach of the year, maybe Sean Payton, you, you know, it's never too early to look at these things. Sean Payton, if he can get that team to 10, 11 wins, maybe he can get coach of the year. Uh, something to keep an eye on at least. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I, I didn't think the Rams looked great. I don't understand how you, on 4th and 15, the, the brilliance of Matt Nagy, you go for it on 4th and 15, then you throw a 13-yard pass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how? And, and of course, nobody made a comment about that. It was incomplete. But I mean, they have to, say if the guy catches it, we're not getting the first down. Like, I mean, I don't understand it. You know, like it, it, it was, and it was the only time in the game where the Rams created a, a large negative play. Once they created a negative play, then the, 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 the Bears had no answer. But the Bears were really good. They were like a baseball pitcher who gets the ball over the plate on the first pitch and starts to count 0-1. You know, the Ram, the Bears kept going four yards first down, six yards first down, and they were kept going that way with these short completions, and yet they never took a shot down the field. 19 yards is your longest pass play. You're not beating anybody with 19 yards. Okay, Will, let's find a winner tonight. Okay, Baltimore here in Vegas. You know Michael. Michael's 2-0 and on his picks at M. Lombardi NFL. He's got the Raiders catching the four. Where are you going to go? I can give you four. You can. There's three and a half popping up, as Michael said, and I'll give you 50 and a half on the total. I took the four. I would probably still take it at the three and a half. I just think you're getting points. You're home, and you're in better health. I mean, you look at the Ravens. It's cluster injuries. It's not only Dobbins, Justice Hill, uh, Gus Edwards, all at running back. They're all out. Uh, the corner Peters is out. Jimmy Smith is I believe questionable. He's banged up. Derek Wolf is out. So that's a lot of injuries. Raiders are a much healthier team. I think Lombardi makes a good point. Gruden, his old buddy with, with time to repair is going to move the ball. So I look for a close game. Also, you get a backdoor here. Say, you know, the Raiders are down 10 with three minutes to go. Carr's very capable of coming in the back door and, and cutting this thing to three and having it land on three. So I like the Raiders here. I like Lombardi's old buddy Gruden. I think the three of us are probably the, the only ones old enough to remember when this was an AFC title game. Were you, <laughs> you were probably with the Raiders in that AFC title game. Were you not yeah, Lombardi? Yeah, that's yeah. when Saragusa. That's when Saragusa just fell right on poor Rich Gannon. I'm yes. Rich, I, when I watch Rich ride the bike, I still ask him to feel Saragusa <laughs> on there. All right, Will, great job, man, and great job yesterday with the Green Zone as well. He's Will Hill, Point Spread Weekly, Thanks, Will. host here on Veasan, not the Will Hill, and he's in first place with my Lions in the NFC North. We come back. Michael watched that Seahawks Colts tape. We'll talk about that game next here. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's Veasan, the sports betting network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 